Welcome back to another episode of the 423 Soccer Pod, the podcast that CFC built. And we have a full house uh, of people making faces at me, but you can't see that because we're a podcast and not a Zoom, uh, not a Zoom cast. And we're not going to be on YouTube like someone asked last week. So we have full full house with Shabby, Shelly, and Todd here to talk about some CFC stuff and we can't really talk about that. Oh, this is Jim. I don't think I introduced myself, but you know, we don't need any introductions really. Not gonna, be careful anyway. What was that, Todd? It's not the first time that's happened. No, it's not. We we went we've we have gone several minutes with actually I think I've published without actually ever introducing ourselves. So um so the first things, uh, first thing on the uh, on the agenda that uh, that I typed up about ten minutes before um, I walked up here to to the the room, um, Flower City, y'all. It's been a little while. Um, not long enough. Maybe no. not long enough, but um, you know, I try not to. I try not to complain about things more than I can. I give myself twenty four hours to complain or celebrate and then you know i kind of want to move on um so clearly i'm not doing that because we're going to talk about it tonight but uh where where are we uh everybody after you know with a, a few days of sleep and um you know now we're getting ready for our next match we kind of where 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 are we mentally um mentally i'm quite nervous for saturday because i thought this past Saturday would have been way different of an outcome. Yeah. So I am more nervous than I probably should be, or maybe realistically it's the right amount of nervous. I'm not nervous, but I'm still, I'm still confused. I'm still a little angry. I'm still disappointed. Yeah. There's lots of answers. I would like a lot of answers. (laughs) Todd, where, where are you right now? I think I'm in stage four of the grieving uh, of in the process. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I guess I was just disappointed because I knew that this was basically one of the weakest teams we could possibly pay, play. Mm-hmm. And to take the L, like, I mean, that that's hurt. Like, a draw is one thing, and we'd still be kind of pissed about that given everything. But the fact that we took a loss, uh, and that is a little bit uh, disconcerting, and it's it's how it happened as well, right? So it's not just that it happened; it's how it happened. So yeah, I'm still not in a good place when when I bring this up. Luckily, I've been distracted by uh, high school soccer down in Dalton, which has been filled with success to mm-hmm. uh, kind of balance things out. Yeah. Well, so since we're all in a really bad place, let's start talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Let's rub some you know salt in these wounds. Our therapist will tell us talking about it. Right. Let's yeah. overcome it. That's right. So we'll we'll start at the beginning with the lineup. Um, I don't believe there were any changes. So did anybody have any problem with the lineup? Does anybody anybody have any questions nope. about it? No. I'm just ready to see some change ups 
in the lineup. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's you're you're getting ahead. You're getting ahead of us. Well, I mean, here's what I'll say. The lineup that was put out there was more than enough to get a win, a comfortable win out of this game. Uh-huh. Yes, I don't disagree there. That is correct. So we uh, we kick off and things start pretty quickly. There is uh, uh, and I don't I don't yeah, I don't I didn't listen to the 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 broadcast, so I don't know if it was brought up. But there's a there's I believe it was Brett Jones who uh, dribbled into the into the 18 and was taken down or he went down, uh, lost control of the ball, went down early first or second minute. It was very, very early. Um, he didn't seem to complain much. Nobody else seemed to complain much. The ref kind of just, you know, waved it off and we went on. As I look at it, I'm not so sure he wasn't actually fouled. And uh, it's not a situation where I'm like, oh, my God, it's clear cut because the the footage is pretty grainy and it's hard to see. But when I slow well, it down. Well, if there's and, any question, it's not going to get called in the freaking second minute of that, play. You know that. Yeah, that's yeah, there, there is that. I mean, it, you almost have to be like it has to be aggravated assault to, be, to <laughs> call a penalty within the first five minutes. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think I think if we had a better view of it, uh, I think we'd be upset at the no call. It really does look like he kind of tries to split the two players. I cannot tell if the if the player who's closer to the goal line gets the ball or not. I can tell you that the other guy does not and, and pretty clearly clips him um, before he goes down. Yeah, like Todd, you know, like you said, in the second minute or first minute, maybe it's very, very difficult to get a call like that when it really looks like the three players are just kind of bumbling into each other and and maybe it's, and I think that's what the ref kind of called. Um, and I but, think in retrospect, like, because like, you know, we're removed from the game. We're not harping about that because we know even in the first 15 minutes, there were multiple chances to be up a goal, not just one questionable PK that, yeah. you know, we're, we're not even that sure about. So yeah. I think that's why we're not sitting there dwelling on, it. you know, having said that, you know, your famous line, goals change games. So if you get a PK and you convert in the second minute, you know, it changes the dynamic of every, it everything. It absolutely does. Yeah. So, but, but, you know, so that we go on and play, but not even a minute later, we have what would have been easily the biggest chance of the game that we completely whiffed on. So uh, again, Brett is coming in off of our right side. He makes it to the byline, cuts the ball over to Taylor. Who's who's right inside the penalty spot, and Taylor absolutely whiffs. He doesn't make any contact on the ball. Um, it would have, I mean, the the keeper does good to kind of get in position, but if he hits that hard, it's a goal. And uh, and you know, I, I think I think Todd, when you when you mentioned that the the first fifteen minutes that we had some chances, I think that's probably the one that's that's in your mind because when I rewatched it. Uh, well, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, well, what did you guys think about? We can um, think about those first uh, 10 or 15 minutes in the in the match. So I think you're spot on. And I don't want to call out specific players. Um, but I think that that pointing out that way from Taylor is kind of important because it was indicative of the level of energy of play that we saw out there. Uh, and and he was not the only one guilty of it, but he was a very visible like that was a very visible uh, call out, right? And it just it just didn't feel like there was any assertiveness. It didn't feel like there was any energy. It didn't feel like there was any kind of hustle. Like the play just wasn't, for lack of a better word, energetic, like at all. 
like it wasn't a surprise that he whiffed because they they just were I don't know it was like they were kind of like having a picnic in the park it's like uh, and honestly I think it set the tone for the rest of the match and we're going to get to talking about the second half later but I think that that set the tone for how we basically wrapped up our play at the end of of both halves I mean and we talked about this in our chat after the game is that I mean it was a completely different team I don't know if they were just like you said having a walk in the park and a cup of tea I mean they definitely seemed like they were sleepwalking for I, I, I don't I don't know if they were doing what what teams sometimes do is uh, is thinking we're going to roll the ball out and score three against this team and and that's you know that's just not how it that's just not how it goes um you know that you know they they saw the score line they saw that Flower City hadn't won a game they saw that they've I don't know that they'd even scored a goal in Nisa play yet um you know you got to wonder if they thought you know, we're a big crowd you're, we're at home a team that's at the bottom of the table you know we're going to take care of business we're going to roll out and and you know maybe that maybe that just took a little bit of that edge off that that yeah. we need I would have well, thought the same you- too Go ahead. And Shelly and I, I know, had this conversation that, you know, it, it seems like, okay, maybe that's how it started. But after, at least after 45 minutes of play, when you come back out for the second half, you already know something's not right. Like you would have expected that level to change. And the problem is I never saw the intensity level change. No, they just kept it going. Like I figured guns blazing would have happened. I think, I think we saw it in two, two small spurts and we, we can talk about that a little bit. Todd, what were you going to say? Well, I mean, I thought the first 15 to 20 minutes, like I thought the breaking through the back line, I thought we got, like, I thought Jones got down the line quite well and there were opportunities to be had. But what we saw multiple times was in the final third, a complete breakdown crosses overcooked. Uh, centering balls misplaced and we were breaking through the line so easily at that time we, I think we just had the idea oh these chances are going to keep coming and we're going to convert one and then slowly they started drying up and more and more till they became like okay now we're just trying to pass our way into oblivion but in that first 15 minutes I thought like Brett broke through m- multiple times and just you know and this wasn't just him but I was just his his uh, runs were kind of glaring they were you know cut over the top and you know, down that right side. But, you know, time and time again, we saw the final ball uh, for multiple players just not connect. Uh, they just looked a little overcooked, a little off. Players, you know, centering balls coming in, nobody running onto them. So uh, there, were, there were opportunities there. Uh, it just, for whatever reason, like you guys said, something was off. Well, and, and interestingly, too, if you never take those opportunities to close and the easy answer for a team that is not as good is you just keep pressing and you wait for a mistake so that you can take it on the counter. And, and as like 50 minutes into the match, Topher and I were talking about it, like, you know, and he was like, that's going to happen. We're going to lose because they're going to get us on a counter. And sure enough, like that is what we saw because yeah. that was yeah, their I'll, route to win. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was going to come on a free kick. If I'm being honest, there was a couple of free kicks right outside the box. And I was like, Holy crap. Like, yeah. I mean, like we've seen this. So luckily, luckily they, they couldn't, they didn't have anybody to take a free kick. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they really didn't press us though. I mean, it wasn't their pressure 
we'll, we'll get into the well, goal. They didn't even have to half. press hard, though, is my no. point, because there was no, we were so no that, and I, I told, I mean, I told we, Todd, were, we really showed off our dribbling skills. I mean, I, I told, I told Todd uh, over, over text. And, and then we talked about it. If you go back and watch them, they, they were very, very compact. They played a high line with their, with their back four. They were up way above their 18 with the back four and the forwards were not past midfield. So they had, uh, they had 10 guys uh, within about 15 to 20 yards of each other. Um, and when we, when we did, and you know, and I, I, I lamented that we didn't try to play the ball over the top a little more, but we actually did. We actually played some long balls. We actually played those diagonal balls. And, and as Todd said, early on, we created, we got the ball into, into some dangerous places. We just never turned those into chances um, until the very end of the end of the half where we got two, two or three decent, decent looks and, and decent chances, but we just didn't convert. And I think I think that that probably gave the team a little bit of uh, of some optimism going into the half that okay we you know we can't create we can't create better chances, um, but we go into the half and we come out and I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what happened the 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 little bit of energy we saw in the first half was completely gone from the forty fifth minute forty sixth minute all the way till almost the seventy fifth. Um, it was if, bizarro. It was, was like zero, watching a different team. Right. It really and, and was not in a good way. <laughs> we gave up, we gave up the biggest chance. Um, and KG came up big, had a, had a very nice yes. save on a, on a, a wide open shot. That was really the only time that, uh, flower city threatened until of course they scored. But, um, I mean, they, they really did not create anything throughout the game. And, uh, and we we go on to go into this spell of I, just you know we we actually probably gave up more possession in that in that beginning of the second half and we're defending more. Um, I was just very confused. I was just watching a team that uh, I did not understand. Uh, we we could not stay on the ball. We could not get out of our half. Uh, we didn't create anything. It was really really confusing. It was not the team I saw in the first half. Um, and I'm not really sure what to put that down to. Well, and here's the thing, too, is that and it's a twofold thing. I mean, obviously, I think you could tell that Flower City has done their due diligence and their research on how we're playing. And I say this because Rod has a very specific we've talked about it before, has very specific way he likes to play pretty soccer. And once teams find out how you like to play, I mean, our formations haven't changed up very much. They're going to be able to find the little holes in your your field of play and so that mixed with I honestly think we went in a little overly cocky just assuming that and eh, they haven't been having a great season so we can maybe not be as physical or we can maybe you know play a little bit more sloppy than we have and I think that all of that combined was just a perfect storm of disappointment you know for a lack of a better thought and I think that that's probably part of why in the second I mean I would have loved to know what was in the locker room that was said I mean (laughs) I would have thought it would have sparked something but at the end of the day uh whatever it was something has happened in between Memphis Atlanta and now and I don't even think it's the Arizona piece honestly just something has happened and some dynamic has switched and I can't put but I mean it's honestly it's like they 
are playing like they haven't played together, don't trust each other's thought processes and footwork. I mean, I just, I don't. Todd, I don't what, what were you going to say, Todd? So I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I do agree with that. And, and I'm not really sure what it is, but I noticed a couple of times, uh, and, and maybe this is part of the process, right? When, when learning to play this style, uh, maybe they're the, I guess, uh, uh, the way we're developing, you know, maybe it's going to be a little slower and it's all about, you know, how we're playing at the end of the season versus how we're playing now. Uh, I guess only time will tell that. But I know several times, like some of the passes were off, like uh, there would be an attempted one, two, except it was a one. And then the two never went or the two went, the pass never came. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. There, there was some play over the top. But what I didn't see a lot of was player movement in between the lines. It was more like there would be the the dramatic run over the top, right? But players moving between the lines to the ball, uh, they they were standing in between the lines, and, and that's very different. That's I mean that's that's a static uh, open pass versus a dynamic, you know, where there are patient, players actually moving. And and to be fair, I, I thought Flower City was more than content to give up those passes because they pose no threat. And I thought that's what we really lacked was there was all this buildup and all these passes with no threat. And, you know, if you want to stand around and pass the ball in between my lines, as long as I'm keeping you in front of me, I don't really care. So there has to be some, at some point, there has to be a connection from this this nice passing play to move around the, the defensive pieces to spring forward like the attacking piece that that puts the ball in the back of the net. And until that happens, uh, I, I don't – this this first half of the season may be a long season. I don't disagree with you. My concern is why are we not even seeing the quality of level of play that we saw in the past three matches? Exactly. I would I would expect – if it's a slow build, I would expect a build. I wouldn't expect it to just completely drop off. So I'll argue this. I'll argue this. The Birmingham match is an anomaly because we uh, did not Memphis. play the same way. We did not play the same way against Birmingham as we have in the rest of the league play. Birmingham. We allowed them to bring, I'm sorry, Memphis, yeah. Memphis. Uh, we allowed Memphis to come to us and we were not, con- you know, we, I thought we played completely different versus them than we did in regular league play. Yeah. And I, and I, and I'll say, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I've seen the flowing play. I mean, we, it, the Maryland game was, was really a, I think a draw was probably close to fair. We we probably would have won that game more times than not based on the chances created, but we certainly didn't, we didn't create a whole lot there and we didn't create much at all in the, uh, in the Valley United game. I mean, the Valley United game where we were, I mean, we gave the ball away in our own third a lot. I mean, I, I expected us, we played quote unquote better against Flower City, but that probably has more to do with Flower City than what we did. Uh, because they're just, you know, all due respect, they won the game, but you know, they, they're, there's not a very good side and um, to lose to a not very good side means, well, we're probably, probably not very good either, but um, you know, I, I would be, I'd be willing to bet that the, that the halftime talk wasn't that bad. I mean, we create, we, we had five or six shots that first half. We created a, a danger. We, we got the ball in dangerous spaces um, the last pass, as Todd alluded to earlier, that final that final pass was just off. Uh, again, we created a chance that doesn't really 
reflect in the stats because uh, Team Taylor missed. But it reflects in the XG that you stayed up all night doing. No, the final Taylor, score should have been three to one. <laughs> well, I mean, but no, Taylor's chance doesn't that is not shown in the XG because he doesn't actually get a shot off. But uh, um, it should have been four to one then. <laughs> but uh, and and so I think that first half. What's I mean, even when I go back and watch, I'm like, okay, the first half was a little blah, but it ended well. We created okay, and I will say defensively, we gave up nothing. Now that could be by design. Flower City could say we're packing it in in the first half. Let's get to half nil nil and let's take our chances in the second half. And because, well, I thought they came out a lot better in the second half. Well, that's why I say that. I mean, I, that's why I say that like, they may have said we're packing it in the first half. We know our 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 goal is to get to halftime nil nil, and then we're gonna we'll make a game out of it in the second. Because you're right, Todd. They created a really good chance right off the bat. They had five shots. Um, in the period of time where CFC had none and really didn't have a lot of possession. And then we, we made some changes. Uh, the first change was in the 67th minute. Um, you know, Todd, I, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit. We brought Damien on and we took Ian Saro off. Uh, I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys two options that I think um, I, I, I would like to take your, get your thoughts on one. You know, I like Ian as a playmaker. I, I, one thing I wouldn't have mind seeing is is keeping Ian on, taking either McGrath or Dixon off. And if you take McGrath off, Ian drops into the midfield as a more of a playmaker and Damian goes up to the top. Or we could even get more aggressive and take uh, Richard off, drop Tate to the six and bring Ian into the midfield. That's a much more aggressive offensive um, 11 than if you leave Dixon on and and, um, and leave Dixon and uh, Tate on. But I really felt like I, I really wish we had left Ian on at that point and taken a midfielder off um, because I do like him as a playmaker. I don't know, do any of you have any thoughts on that first sub? What, whatever scenario leaves Ian Sarah on the field, Okay, I mean seriously, of yeah. all the people to come off, like he should have not came off. I mean, no. that's just how I feel about it. No, and I probably would have gone more of the thought of taking Richard off at that point, especially now hindsight after seeing the whole match how it was. I think that if we had taken Richard off at that point and kept Ian in, we potentially could have seen us go up one at that point. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, you know. I think it's fair to say coach has forgotten more about soccer than we've, than we know. Uh, well, maybe Todd, Todd, you know, Todd's a pretty, uh, he's a, nope. he's, he's a, so he's a soccer savant. No, no, no. I played soccer. I, I don't know it. I mean, subject matter. <laughs> that, that's a, that's another, that's another story for another day, but, but no, I mean, any, to me, Ian had played a, a good game and he's the guy that can move between the lines, make the pass and dance on the ball in the middle of the field under pressure. He's, you know, that's when you have a player like that, I, I just don't feel you take them off in a, in a game, uh, yeah. especially a game that's zero zero and you're struggling for chances. So, you know, removing him from the field, I, I thought was a, was a disservice. Uh, and I, I just didn't like what we did. I, I just didn't like that move at all. The, the things do liven up a little bit Well, you can see the difference in the, in the stats when we start making subs, uh, Damien comes on, livens up that right side a little bit. Then Roddy comes on for Taylor. You know, Taylor had a rough night. Um, you know, I, I, that is a sub that should have happened 15 minutes earlier. I think, I'm sorry. Um, I think, I, I think 
Taylor has been a bright spot um, early on in the first couple of matches. Um, and I even, I even told, I even told Heather and the couple of friends we came with, I said, Hey, watch this kid because he's dynamic and he's, he's a little bit of chaos out there. And um, he, he, he had a rough match. And so I ho- hopefully he'll come back and, and be better in the future. But I, yeah, Roddy for Taylor was not a problem. I think Roddy had a pretty decent 15 minutes uh, after he came on. And, and at that point we started to click a little bit and it may have been, you know, it may have been the, you know, the pressure of realizing, Hey, you know, time's ticking down and we don't have a goal yet. And, um, and we started to create some chances. We started to look a little bit better. I thought at that point, Hey, you know, something's going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, something did happen, but, um, and then in, at the 83rd minute, we brought Marcus on and brought Brett off. Uh, you know, I think Brett, uh, I'll, I'll, ha- I'll let you guys talk. I mean, Brett got himself into some, some, some dangerous positions. He, he, uh, it just seems like he needs a partner up there. Um, and, um, and I, you know, I, I think he needs a couple of goals to get that confidence in his shooting boots back on. Um, I don't know, Todd, what do you think about that? Um, I would have been more comfortable with that substitute ha- substitution happening more around the 60th to the 65th minute. Uh, give Marcus a little more time to operate and get a, a feel for, for that game. Uh, it was, it was an awkward game anyway, right? The energy was weird. The vibe was weird. I thought he needed maybe a little bit more time to get in there. Um, I, I like Marcus in terms of like uh, a player that can uh, create something out of nothing uh, and doesn't necessarily have to be running onto a ball. He doesn't have to be one-on-one with a keeper. He can just be in the box, turn, hit it, and be done with it. And I felt like that was the kind of opportunity that we were going to end up having to have. And I thought that putting him in so late in the game, I, I, I could have went with an earlier sub on that one. agree with you. Shortly after Marcus comes on, we have a set piece and we create our best chance of the game that we, um, a header. I don't, was it Spielman? Do you guys remember who, who the header, do you know, Todd, do you remember? I don't remember. I didn't look. I Um, I think it, I think it was Spielman, um, headed the ball right off the crossbar. Um, straight down, we're straight down, and then they clear it, um, which leads to a which leads to a, a counter. So before we get to the counter, um, what were you guys thoughts when uh, when that ball when that ball hit the bar? It's just a groan. Yeah, I'm I'm there. I mean the last the last fifteen minutes. I think let's see we had uh, we had a post a crossbar and then i know damien shot uh the goalkeeper parried parried wide i think mm-hmm. no, no no the goalkeeper didn't touch it somebody no, it deflected slightly it. deflected yeah yeah slightly deflected so yeah. you know but we had the chances in the last 15 minutes but by that time i i think we're already feeling it in the stands we're already feeling it you know we're down one zero so we're already feeling kind no, of not like, yet. We're like, not down one zero yet at this time. Oh, uh, we're not down. Hey, in my last fifteen <laughs> in my last fifteen minute speech, we are okay. Okay. So I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. All right. So so we're already kind of getting that feeling like it's going to be one of those. So yeah, but, I even I even tw- I felt like I shouldn't have tweeted this out because I put it into the I put it into the ether. I, I was like, you know, I can't remember. It was probably in the, I don't know, halfway through the second half. And I was like, it's, it's going to be one of those effing nights, isn't it? And, um, it, it sure was. 
Sure was. And I thought it was going to be a nil-nil tie kind of an effing night. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I told, I mean, I, I can't remember if Todd, if this was, if we talked or if, if or if I said it just on Twitter, um, that I felt like we were really playing with fire with the chances that we missed. Yeah. And, um, and unfortunately we got burned. So uh, that ball goes off the crossbar, goes straight down. Um, I thought at the stadium, I did not think it was a goal. Uh, I thought it bounced. It kind of spun and bounced forward a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, the club put out uh, some video that clearly shows that it landed in front of the goal. Um, so, you know, we don't have to worry about a, a bad call, but. Um, Back they, the other way we go. Yeah, they clear it. It comes out. And, it, and then we get really, really unlucky twice. Um, it, we, we try to pass it. It gets, is that what we're going to call it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least right. initially, at least initially we get unlucky. Um, uh, we pass it, uh, I th- somebody who's up front tries instead of, instead of kind of clearing it or passing it back to Richard and kind of recycling possession. I think they tried to just get the ball back into the, into the mix, as they say. Um, and that ball ricochets off or gets blocked by their player and bounces back and immediately puts us in deep crap because their player gets on it. And there's basically a three on one almost Um, uh, their guy on the right side dribbles. We have two players who are desperately trying to get back around him. And then I guess on the set piece, we only had one guy back um, and that's, that's taking a risk and uh, it burnt us. Richard was the one guy back. He, um, for whatever reason, I think he makes a mistake and, and he, he leaves a guy wide open in the middle and goes over to where we already had two players. That player then passes. And now we've basically got um, a flower city uh, player one-on-one with the keeper. He takes a shot from right at the 18 and um and beats kg to the far post um a really rough way to give up a goal a really rough way to lose a game and um you know i don't know well, what did you guys uh let, let me dish on this a second okay yeah sure okay given the game that we had i'm not that upset about giving up one counterattack goal okay because at the end of the day if we bury our chances and we take care of business, one goal doesn't mean crap. Like, it just doesn't. So this goes back to me about an overall team performance, and it was lacking. And I think they would agree it was lacking. I don't think I'm saying anything that they wouldn't agree with. So I don't put any, like, I don't put a big emphasis on giving up one counterattack goal uh, in the whole game. All right. It it was just when you look at the entirety of the game, it was a much bigger picture than just that. So I'm not going to harp on Richard. I'm not going to harp on on any of that on KG or or anything. It was one goal. It was on a counterattack. The problem is not scoring four. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. It was the fact that we tried to overcomplicate a situation that I feel like we were trying to pass our way like 10. Like we were playing some game where 20 passes equals a goal. And what we need to do was be more straightforward. There's sometimes that you just need to be a little more straightforward. And I know last year we got sick of playing over the top, sick of, you know, just direct soccer. And like we had our feel of that. I, I get it. I feel like the pendulum almost swung too far back the other night that it was like, you know, we were 
we were stopping transitions to make a a, a pass, a back pass, or you know, not an ad, a pass that advanced the play. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, we just don't want to be on the break or something. And I'm not sure if there's like a five pass minimum to score. Like, I, I don't know, but I was definitely getting livid about it the other night. Yeah, I I do think on the rewatch we did go. We were a little more direct than I thought we were when I was sitting in the stands. Um, but I, I I take your point. I, I'm I was a little frustrated too. I you know the way that Flower City played us, it was going to be difficult just to dribble the ball and tiki taka through the midfield, uh, and create. I felt like watching Arsene Wenger against Jose Mourinho, where we would have 60 percent of the possession and we'd give the ball up on a stupid play and they'd score a goal. So, uh, I mean, I, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, uh, it, it was really, really frustrating. I do think we create enough to win. Uh, I do think, uh, but we just, um, you got to finish those chances. And um, I know that there were, I can think of three or four that, um, you know, really should have been finished, but, and, and I don't right, think now, that, now, now I'm over it. Yeah, I've went through all the stages now. I've now finally reached acceptance. Okay. And now I can move on and we can talk about the positive things. Yeah. So, Yay! well, I mean, I guess, I guess let's, let's move into, like, before we get to the incredibly positive things with the yes. women's team, let's, mm-hmm. um, let's, you know, uh, what's next is the Maryland game. What, um, what expectations do y'all have for, uh, for this match uh, against Maryland uh, this Saturday? Uh more cohesiveness, uh, us to actually connect our passes and taking shots. <laughs> um, we- I, I'd like to see less possession and more shots on goal. Exactly. Um, I'd like to see a lot more energy. I think it's time to shake the lineup up a little bit. Um, if if what we're hearing about practices with the second team doing better than the first team, then maybe some of the second team should be first team. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, and honestly, let, let's put it this way too. Just to start to double back really quick flower city had everything to prove and nothing really to lose because of their past record. And so I think that with that, we need to have that mindset going into the match against Maryland is that we need to kind of pick us up by the bootstraps and show that we know we belong to be here. Show us that that team that beat Memphis. So I honestly think that we need to get out of our own heads and get back into actually trying to take shots. They don't have to be pretty, but they at least need to hit the back of the net. So Todd, do you have any, um, you know, when you think about shaking up the lineup, do you have, have you given any thought to, to one or two changes that you might want to see or, or think we might make changes, but there are players I would like to see more of at this point. Uh, if Roddy is fully fit, I would like to see more of him. We saw him in the opener, didn't last long just because of, you know, the head injury. I don't know if he's still working his way back. It's a case of, you know, somebody kind of got in his spot and now he's having to win it. I don't I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see more Roddy. I'd like to see um, more Damien. I'd like to see him in a, in a starting role. Uh, I'm not convinced that he is not deserving of that, uh, but, you know, he had to prove last year that he belonged, and we had a new coach here that probably looks down there and he sees a 20-year-old kid and, you know, limited pro experience and small in stature, and he's probably going to have to prove himself again. But if you can't watch that kid and know that along with Ian Cero, he's one of the best players on the ball that we have out there, then I can't help you. I so I'd like to see 
Mm. I'd like to see more of those two players specifically. As yeah. far as I, my expectation for this game, I expect a lot. I expect to, to go up there and get a win. I don't care what Maryland's bringing. Like, this is now a must win for this team. It's a must win, uh, I, I guess, in the standings. It's a must win for the fans. It's a must win, uh, more, most importantly, for these players. So they need the confidence. They know they've been in these games. They know they, they can play better than this. And I think it's a, it's a, a great time for a statement win. Going to, we know Maryland's a quality team. We know how they played us the first time. We know they're going to be physical. So now's the time to go prove it. Well, yeah. do, you think, I mean, do you think we're going to see Bermudez anytime soon? I've got, I've got no, we, we've got, you know, we've got him, we've got uh, Ferreira, is it Ferreira? We really have not seen. Not seen um, him. And, you know, I think, I think Marcus is, has been lim- really limited. Uh, now I, I still think Marcus is a off the bench, maybe option. Um, I know, you know, I think, I think Brett still creates enough and I just think, I think he needs some folks up there with him. Um, to be honest. And, uh, so I, I, I do, I do like, um, like do we cut down the Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know if, uh, if we, if we, it's, I, I mean, think, it's May. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think we're going to see the same system, um, out there. I, I just think, I think we need, uh, ju- I, I do expect to see some change in the lineup. I just don't know how, I just don't know how we we don't have a little bit of change just to see if if um, if that um, shakes things up a little bit and and gets people playing. So um, and I, I had on here, uh, Todd, before you even said it, I, I said, does does the does this does this mean it's a, a must win game for for us against Maryland? You answered that. I don't know if Shabby or Shelly. I think I heard some agreement. Oh, it's 100 percent a must win. I mean, really, I think to give our guys the confidence back to really get some momentum going ahead. You know, we've got the open cup behind us. So, you know, honestly, because that can always muddy the waters, but honestly, I think for, for the fans, most importantly for the boys, it ha- it's a must win. I mean, if we don't, because honestly, let's think about it. I mean, Maryland's a great team. We're just as good, if not better. So I don't think that we need to, look at their current record. I mean, they didn't exactly have the greatest match last weekend themselves. So, you know. I'm interested to see Bermudez. We had that signing this yes. past week. Yes. And, and when, I, when I look at him, okay, I, I got to make like an official confession here, okay? So back in the day, before there was a MLS team within 600 miles to follow and that sort of thing, I followed Real Salt Lake, okay? So I kind of keep tabs on Real Salt Lake. And I know this I know this kid was on the roster there. I know that that academy produces talent and I know that they just don't have scrubs coming through there. So and then he spent time uh, also down in Mexico with Pachuca. Uh it's kind of the same thing. Right? you you don't get on that roster. You don't get invited down to that squad unless you have some quality. So I'm really interested to see uh what he what he brings to the table. I think if if I I've never seen him, but if I had to guess he has a tidy first touch, and he probably has a, a decent vision. So I'm really interested to see. I don't know when he'll be eligible. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's an eligibility thing or a fitness thing, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see I if he travels. Le- I think he's a lefty, so we could I mean, we could bring him in on that left side and create and have uh, have a little more left footedness on the team, which you know, as a southpaw, I enjoy. Um. So, uh, all right, I think we can wrap that up. 
we, we need to win against Maryland. It really doesn't matter how, it really doesn't matter what we look like one nil with an own, you know, an own goal. Even if Evan goes in there and knocks it in himself, I don't care how we get the goal. Just, just as uh, if he trips on the field and knocks the ball in, that's fine. Maybe um, Evan will put himself in goal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ev- yeah. Evan. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think Evan in goal would be a good, would be a good change for, for Maryland. So that's, Let's that's what I'm that hoping. Hashtag going. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Evan the goal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, let's, but, but too, let's, before we move on to like other things, let's talk about the, let's talk about the crowd. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that felt good. It did feel I, good. And, oh, I mean, it was so I, the, good. The chat of hooligans, you guys down in the 109, yeah. I don't sit in the 109, but you guys down in the 109 sounded amazing. Your, the voice was amazing all night. I, I felt like even when, you know, we were down, I mean, I could feel the drums just pounding through just like it, it was great. I mean, it felt very 2016-ish. Yeah, how about them bubbles? Did the bubbles make it up to you, Todd? <laughs> I, 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 did not, I did not have any bubbles. Yeah, we we Didn't need, make it that far. Yeah, we we need we need more bubbles. That that we we need to do. I mean, we I don't know if we need to do the full West Ham thing, um, but uh, more bubble guns have been purchased this week. All right, yeah, we need them spread out, uh, spread out in the crowd, and like the last five minutes of the game, we have bubbles. We're sabotaging by see through <laughs> darkness and <laughs> darkness and bubbles. <laughs> darkness but, and bubbles. Now, right. yeah, no, I thought the crowd was great. I thought the atmosphere was fantastic. Uh, I love the fans uh, that were across the uh, behind the goal. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think, which end is that? Is that the west end? I think it's the west end of the stadium. On the hill or up on no, the, the other flags? end? Oh, by the yeah, flag. not, not the hill rollers. <laughs> <laughs> not the nine-year-old hill rollers. I mean, they're great too, but uh, the fans are not to be yeah, along the holy rollers. <laughs> yeah, all, uh, all of them about it is confused. Uh, but no, it's. I, I thought it was just really great. Uh, just the whole night. And uh, look, my one beef, my one just. I, I, it's, it maybe made me angrier than anything that happened. No manganadas. No manganadas. Yeah. yeah, what's up with? Although Mobby, they had the running of a snow cone on Saturday, so yeah, you know, the snow cones were good. I had one of those. Yeah, but, the, ta- the taco truck wasn't there, so they, they may have been somewhere else. That you know, well, it was the running of the chihuahuas on Saturday yeah. too. So yeah. maybe they were over there. No excuse. I blame it all on Jeremy. So in his anti-manganata crusade, do you think um, that this is him? Uh, he's it's his evil plot against you. Yes, I'm. I'm almost. I'm almost. The problem is he's making true. us all suffer. Mankind is suffering. Yeah. All right. So now can we, yeah, I, I agree. The crowd was, the crowd was great. It, it was, it, it was nice. And I sat in my, I sat in my old seats where I used to sit. Uh, Cause we went, Heather came and some friends came. We were sitting right down close um, about midfield. Um, so it was nice. It, it was, it was, it was a nice night except for the obvious. Um, so all week long, we've been, we've been getting, Surprise announcements at random yeah, yeah. Ti- at random times during the day. I almost missed one tonight, um, and uh, unless there's been another one, I don't, is is Caitlin the last announcement? We haven't had one since Caitlin, right? I think that's no. the last. No, okay. I'm just, actually I was just checking Twitter. Yeah. No, that's the. Yep. <laughs> that's so the- we've got. I don't know. Um, I don't, do you want me to go through them? Do you want? Do you guys want to go through anybody? I mean, it's I don't know much about the players other than you know, kind of where they're from and where they go to school and their position. 
Um, but uh, so Chevy, hey, where's University of Tennessee Southern? It is in uh, Pulaski. Yeah, Tennessee. Pulaski. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it was Martin Methodist at one time. Do you I don't know if you know that? School. So that that's formerly UT Martin. No, UT Martin is in Martin. No, that's in Martin. <laughs> I thought so, you said Martin Methodist. I did. I did say yeah, Martin, Martin Methodist. Methodist. So okay, so <laughs> it's Tennessee Southern started out as a, if I remember correctly, it was a private college Me- Methodist school. Martin, Martin Methodist. Methodist. Yes. Yeah, and now it is known as University of Tennessee Southern. Yes. West Tennessee. The U- it's Pulaski. not in U.S. Tennessee. It's in it's in Middle Tennessee. No, but Pulaski isn't Pulaski in. Uh, I'm thinking of the county. Never mind. Yeah, no. Pulaski, Tennessee. Pulaski's in middle Tennessee. Yeah. It's like it's like due south from Murfreesboro. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, you know, okay, we're 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 gonna have to have some we're gonna have to have some Tennessee civics lessons. You know what? If it's not Chattanooga, does it really well so, I mean, hey Todd, hey, it's clearly the what? GPS education isn't what it used to be. Oh, <laughs> oh. shots fired. Because you know I mean, why they savage. taught us to have a global, not a oh, okay, global. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. So it, it was Martin Methodist in Pulaski. UT Martin mm-hmm. is in Martin, Tennessee, which is in West Tennessee. That yes. is in West Tennessee. And, yes. and the Tennessee system bought Martin Methodist and changed the name to UT Southern. So that is where Caitlin plays a defender. She's from. Uh, I just said Ohio. I can't remember where in Ohio she's from, but she goes to school at UT Southern. Uh, Sierra Rutan. Uh, is that CC or Cece? Yes, about CC. I'm, I'm assuming it's CC. Yeah, I, I mean, but why didn't? Okay, could be Cece, but I'm assuming it's. CC. We'll just say CC. Uh, she's CC a mid- makes more sense. She's a midfielder uh, from Atlanta and plays at Reinhardt. And you're going to hear that. Uh, you're going to hear some a lot. some a schools lot over Reinhardt. and over again. Uh, Brianna Smotherman, a forward from Ringgold, uh, who started at Reinhardt, played a couple of years at Reinhardt, is now at Dalton State. Uh, Damaris Gaines or Damaris Gaines, uh, forward from, uh, from somewhere in North Georgia, went to USC Beaufort initially and is at Georgia Gwinnett now. Um, Avery Catlett or Catlett, was it Catlett? I Catlett. can't remember. Yeah. Catlett. It's like Catlett. Cat, it's yeah, Catlett. Catlett, a defender from Knoxville, uh, and uh, goes to school at UTC, so is a defender uh, on the mocks. Uh, Jasmine Marquez. Uh, is uh, this is interesting? She's a player coach, so she'll be kind of filling in as an assistant coach. Also, a I forward from Richmond Hill, Georgia, and is on the coach's team at Point. Um, Caroline Caroline Johnson, goalkeeper from Evans, Georgia, also at Reinhardt. And then, of course, we talked about last week uh, Nathalie Villa, Villa Lobos, a defender from Puerto Rico, and he went to goes to Point. And then Anna Latner. From Saudi Lee Day. University. And yeah. Lee University. Yeah. So we've got. Hey, so I think we saw this right going back to the to the CFC men in the amateur days and how heavily uh, <clears throat> Coach Bill relied on point, uh, players from West Florida, right? Whether right. it be okay. um, uh, Soren or, I mean, it, there was a bunch. Let's just be honest. There was a bunch. And, and pulled heavily also in general from the conference they played in. So uh, I, I don't think this is unusual, especially. Uh, this being Coach Douglas's first year, he's obviously going to pull from a pool of players that he's very familiar with, and that Appalachian Athletic Conference is going to be like where his backyard is, uh, along with the players that he knows very well from uh, Point. So yeah. I think this is a, a good, solid start. We know there was a few players in there that he he that were already signed, uh, so uh, 
so far so good, I say. Yeah, and if you think about it too, I mean, for our first year back and knowing that it took a while to get a coach on staff, it doesn't shock me that we're going to have more local-ish, like within the region players. I mean, it actually makes sense. And I think that's a smart way to do it, especially as we're rebuilding. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love the fact that we've got a lot of a lot of uh, women from uh, North Georgia and Georgia area and Knoxville. And, you know, they go to school here and go to school lo- uh, close by yeah. locally. Um, I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, I, um, so we have nine players now. We mm-hmm. need, need two more, we need some midfielders to, uh, fill out a team, but, um, I'm sure, I'm sure that's going to come. We'll probably get, there's, there's one, there, there is a player that is local and is actually an assistant coach on one of the teams that I'm not going to be shocked if they end up on the squad, this girl, she has a history uh, with Coach Douglas in Point University, she was a four-year starter down there, and is a local, uh, a local individual. So I'm going to be shocked if she doesn't end up on the roster. To be honest, so, and that's—I'll just leave it at that. There's a few academy. I'm wondering if we're going to see any of our older academy girls, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I think I we're know. definitely going to see them in some capacity. I don't know if they're going to be, you know, practice players. Uh, but I think you're going to start to see that bridge happen between the academy girls. I, I'll be disappointed. If and what doesn't. was the North? Todd, the, I want the that North, to happen. Yes, Todd. I'll be disappointed if it doesn't. The North Georgia, the North Georgia Academy. Um, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not the same as the guys. Guys team. What is North? The North NG, Georgia. No, no. So NGSA North Georgia Soccer Academy uh, that uh, Coach uh, uh, Dasser is over. Uh, they do have a girls. Uh, it does not feature as prominently, uh, in my opinion. Uh, they have some work. They do have girls teams, mm-hmm. uh, but but the heavy hitter in North Georgia, as far as girls programs, is NSA Bells. Yeah, uh, that is that is the heavy hitter in North Georgia. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see if if we pull any of uh, of those girls up to to the team. Um, I would well. love it if we could. I mean, lo- if as much local or academy we can get, the better it'll be. But you guys know as well as I do, right? Like when you're building these teams out and, and think about the old CFC men's teams. Yes. Were they college players? Yes. But what were they? They were the best of the best mm-hmm. from their from their schools. Uh, so having a high school girl uh, that's you know junior or senior yeah. try to make that sure. jump to the best of the best, like that is a big ask. I can see them playing like, you know, uh, in terms of like uh, on practice squads and training and stuff, mm-hmm. but man, that is a heck of a jump mentally, physically, the, just the whole, and I guess over the past like few months, like I've been to so many girls, high school soccer games and high school soccer games in general. Like I've, I've really come to appreciate what a jump it is. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. and and. Coach, coach had said something about the other players. He's still expecting that you know we just don't have ink yet because they're they're still committed in their local teams. They're still dealing with college that they couldn't come out and really play and show out. And he's expecting to see them after the school year ends. So I think we're going to see more and and a lot more activity and another flurry in late May. Well. Can't be too late, May, because our first match is May 22nd in Nashville at 5 Central, 6 Eastern, I believe, is that, that's when 
That's when that match is. So we the, got three weeks. Calm the, down, Jim. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Um, uh, but I, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. I can't I can't wait. I, I my plan on going up to Nashville. I hope I hope a lot of y'all plan on going up as well. Um, anything else that uh, we've we've made it through my agenda? We've we've gone through the depths of the Flower City debacle, and then we've ended at a high note with some of our the new members of our CFC family coming to us from all parts around the southeast. Anything uh, else you guys want to talk about before we let these people go? No, I can talk about. I went to the. Uh, oh yeah, national went, home opener. Yeah, you went to you went to the Tennessee Titans soccer teams. Um, <laughs> Dude, that was, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It, well, did you, did see, you get to meet Miss Reese Witherspoon while you were there? <laughs> no, I didn't know she was there. But it, please tell me you guys saw where they flashed up on the screen where it just said Reese Witherspoon. Minority owner. Yes. I about fell out of my chair. Uh-huh. Oh, really? I didn't know. I didn't see. Yes, it just that. said Reese Witherspoon, minority owner. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, this does not help anything. So, but yeah, no, the the, the place is beautiful. It's 30,000 seats. Um, I mean, the seats are cushioned. Like, it's it's nice. Very nice. Uh, it is now I the mean, largest soccer-specific stadium in Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and I don't support Nashville SC at all, but I, it's it's just like this. I don't care about the Braves either. But if you're going to take me down to a game, uh, I'm watching and I'll clap. I got no qualms about that. Well, yeah, well, you went. I mean, you were like, you, you know, were people, in like the absolutely fanning you. Well, let me let me let me, let me quote let me quote Ferris Bueller who said, not specifically about the club level. But it is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend you pick it up. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Yeah. Well, oh. you know, as as nice as that as nice as that refrigerator looked, stocked with all of those nice beverages, there still were no manganadas in sight. And so sure. I was, there was not. I was I was sad Pretty for sure you. You would have rioted, Jim, if they had had manganadas. Oh my gosh! I'd buy season. I'm, no, I won't. I was going to say I'd buy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy season tickets to the Tennessee Titans soccer team, but I won't. Uh, I won't Don't do that. sell your soul to them. But that that is forever what they will be known to me as. I I, I was it people was it People magazine that did that? I, can't I think it was. Yeah, I I appreciate People for that. Thank you, People magazine. Um, I hey, can't wait. Sometimes fruit falls from the sky, man. That's right. Just, I, just take it. I can't yeah. wait for the Tennessee Titans soccer team to play the Atlanta Falcons soccer team at Mercedes Benz. <laughs> I guess I guess I don't really have anything else CFC related, but I'll tell you, like Georgia, like Dalton specifically, Dalton Woodfield County high school soccer is on fire. Yeah, uh, a big big shout out to Dalton Academy, a first year school. They play in the uh, Division One A public. Uh, the head coach is Rory Alvarez, formerly of Knoxville Force. Oh, okay. Hey, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then I made the connection to him through through CFC sponsor Dose Bros. Uh, and so that is that's how I get got to know Rory. And last night his team uh, went down to Macon, Georgia, and uh, won their first state championship. Oh, uh, yep, four to yep four to two over Drew uh, Drew Charter. So big congratulations to them. Uh, Thursday night we got coming up Northwest Whitfield, my alma mater. Versus Southeast Whitfield, 
uh, my wife's alma mater. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. House and, divided uh, there. That's there we go. So that will that championship is definitely coming back to Whitfield County. Uh, the question is who brings it home, and then uh, Friday night we have the Georgia State six A championship. Uh, Dalton High will be going for their second three peat. Wow. Which, if COVID had not have happened, they may have already had the three-peat because that yeah. team was poised to win as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there will be view, uh, public viewing parties for the Thursday and Friday game at Burr Park in downtown Dalton. Uh, so they'll uh, have a big watch party there for those who can't make it all the way down to fabulous Macon, Georgia. Well, Todd, once once these games are over, uh, I think I think you need to reach out to Sebi and see if he's he's willing to come on he's and, ready and you can, you, you know, you can, we'll kind of take, allow you to take the lead on the, on it. And we'll have a slightly uh, like a North Georgia F, uh, segment on the, on the podcast. Um, so you need to need to reach out and see what, see if he's willing to come on. I think it'd be great. Yeah. He, I, I don't know if he'll, he'll probably just never uh, reply to my DM again. So, you know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not maybe, give him a, ch- give him a chance, give him a chance. So well, um, with that, let's uh, let's end for the night. Um, Shabby, where can the people find you on the internet? At Twitter at Shabby Bell S H A B Y B E L L E. And Shelly, where can they find you? I'll get it right this week. Twitter, they can find me at Shelly Airs eighty two. Todd, where can they find you on Twitter, Facebook, and local Georgia television? Uh, yeah, so uh, you can find me at Great Footballer on Twitter. You can find me uh, also. Hey, visit our Facebook page, Four Two Three uh, Soccer Pod on Facebook. People come over there. I know most of y'all are over forty anyway. And then uh, also, if uh, if you're into that whole uh, local soccer thing, you can uh, find me at WDNN TV. So awesome! And you can yep. find me, block me, follow, mute, whatever you want to do at Chattagooner on the Twitter. And with that, go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, the cheeky goal.